Hey guys, welcome to Through the Winters Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. Listen, for Season 2, we have a lot of things lined up for you guys. And starting with this first episode, Marsha and I are going to talk about depression and those in the church. Yes, there are people in the church that can still face depression, even though they may have been serving God for months, years even. Also, we're going to talk to you guys about something new in our website. It's going to be a great new venture. We're going to tell you guys a little bit about that. And then I'm also going to share a little bit from my heart about what's going on. Let's get started. Hey everybody, Sam here. Today, Marsha and I want to talk to you guys about the topic of depression. It is what our articles are about this month in October. Uh, But we want to talk about something a little more intense or more intimate in this topic where we want to talk about depression that's actually going on in the church. People who are actually believers um, may have been saved for a while and maybe they haven't really dealt with these kind of things. Um, along with depression, it could even be things where there's anxiety or things w- that uh, they haven't resolved from their past. And they carry these things with them. So Marsha's here and she's going to ask me some questions as a pastor, how I feel about these kind of things. Um, and pick my brain a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hey guys, uh, I think that one of the things that I have a very hard time with is... Um, how there are some pastors that really don't understand the depth of what depression is and how some people don't get delivered from it or it doesn't go away as quickly as maybe someone else. Mm. So I wanted to ask you, as a pastor, what what do you think depression is? Well, um, the first part is, I think, to to something you just said before first, uh, I think sometimes it's, I, I don't think scared is the right word, but um, the knowledge is not there on how to deal with those kind of things. And so, you know, if, if they've gone to seminary, things like that, they've been taught scriptures and the scriptures that have to do about trusting in the Lord and fear, you know, uh, casting out fear and all those kind of things. So we they pastors learn to preach and teach as best they can about those kind of things. But what we're discovering is that there's more psych psychology involved when it comes to where a person came from if mm-hmm. you know a person's coming to salvation yeah but did they come from abusive background did they mm-hmm. come from you know domestic violence or what or even just uh neglect so there's things that they, mentally that need to go on and um to answer what i think depression is um overall it it, it falls into i know different categories it's a person that could be fallen into a time of loneliness feeling uh inadequate uh feeling where where things, you know, uh, just don't matter if, if they weren't around, mm-hmm. you know, kind of yeah. thing. Um, they Sometimes depression could be where maybe they felt like they'd just been a failure their whole lives and 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 they feel they can't accomplish, right. you know. Uh, it comes in so many different shapes and forms. The outcome is all the same. They wind up secluding themselves. Right. Um, they make themselves an inconvenience kind of thing, and so they want to pull back more. Uh, and in some cases, fall into a whole rut, Um where maybe they might have been fine a couple of years before, right. all of a sudden their moods and their attitude changes. Sometimes it can be a chemical thing. Now, yes, we're, that's not, true too. we're not really talking about those who have a chemical imbalance. Those people who, you know, there's something that is wrong with them. No matter what they try to do right, right, no matter what's going on, there's something chemically, chemically wrong. wrong. Yes. yes. Those are not the kind of people that we're dealing with right now. That's mm-hmm. not what we're, um, who we're speaking to because those are people who have to be diagnosed they have to have um tests and they treatments, treatments or, yeah, and uh medication yeah. but some but if we don't 
if we don't put that out there, there could be someone who's listening right now that think, well, yeah, but, you know, I try to do this, I try to do that, and how come God hasn't healed me? God can heal you. Yeah. And I, I'm going to say that right now. God can heal you. God will heal you. But it's a matter of what method he's going to use. Yeah. So for those who are in a situation where you have a chemical imbalance and you battle with depression, continue to go, um, you know, see your therapist, continue to do the medication. But today we want to go to those who are struggling because something happened to them. Um that They're, caused now this mode of depression to hit them emotionally right. and mentally. Yes. Um, now, let me ask you something. As a pastor, how hard is it for you to um, minister to someone who is battling with this? It's not something that, you know, it's not something like you can say, all right, you know, read your Bible and do this and, you know, you're going to get over it. How hard is it for you to be able to sit and speak with someone who is battling with hopelessness? There's still a lot for me to learn, um, for sure. Uh, but I would say, you know, seven, eight years ago, ten years ago, it was very hard for me to understand. I think I had compassion for them, but I couldn't understand the mindset. Within these last seven to eight years, I've read a little bit more to help understand the mindset, and I get a little better understanding. Um, you've been studying You've been studying in school, you know, psychology. So some of the stuff that you've been learning has been feeding off on me, you know, to, to learn as well. And I, it, I think it always depends on, on how bad the circumstance and the situation is, uh, what the person is going through. But I think for every pastor, if I'm speaking like just as pastors in general who are working with people who are going through this kind of stuff, the mindset as best as possible. We, we have to see it from their perspective as best as we can if we realize that this person is actually going to depression as opposed to just being sad for because right. something happened. Right. Um, there's a different way I think pastors have to approach things when a person is sad or feels remorse or regret because something they did as opposed to we're dealing with a person that emotionally is, is now in a rut because, I don't know... Uh, loss of a job or, mm -hmm. or something tragic has happened and now has put them in a different rut. Right. Um, uh, as best as possible. And, and pastors can't you know, be everywhere all at once. If you have a congregation of a certain amount, you can only do so much. But where you see a congregation member that was happy-go-lucky and was active, and when they were serving in ministry, they were one way, and then all of a sudden something's changing. That's yes. got to be the first sign. You know, their mood, their 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 behavior uh, maybe an attitude change they've mm -hmm. been a little snippy or short or or neglectful mm -hmm. you know all those kind of things got to be somewhat red flags and not necessarily that they may be depressed but at least there's something going on and you got to learn how to work with that so yeah it's hard mm -hmm. um depending on the case and the situation but you have to definitely learn if you haven't started reading or looking into it that's definitely one of the things that's we study has to be studied at least to learn some of emotional things of how to deal with people to understand them where they're at, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. As a pastor, why do you think that depression is, um, not just depression, but there are increasing mental health issues in the church? I have my own personal thoughts on that. You know, I think a lot of stuff that's just going on in the world today, mm -hmm. um, uh, technology is making it more obvious, more rampant. Things are out there more. People mm -hmm. are scared more. People are are angry. People are frustrated, whether they're mad at 
climate change or they're married, mad uh this this suicide bombings or there's um you know mass shootings or whatever's going on in government or whatever's mm-hmm. going on that people are so rampant um the the younger generations are are responding to things differently than generations before and um things are at their hands more there's more access to different things media is arguing with each other like everything's mm-hmm. so crazy in the world as it is mm-hmm. especially here in the states um that the church can't keep up i think in some cases mm-hmm. um doesn't know the people don't know how to respond their hope and faith maybe is still in god but now they may be torn on mm-hmm. emotional feelings versus biblical values you know i was looking up about uh adolescents and when adolescents are are making that transition from being uh a teenager to being an adult mm-hmm. you know think about it teenagers are are ch- are charged adult prices at 12, 13, 14 but they're not allowed to vote at eight until they're 18. <laughs> okay. You know, uh they are told that they're not a minor. Like, you know, Rachel was 15 years old and I could not sign at the, the gynecologist right, for I her. That. She was yes. 15 and they were said she's she's not a minor in this office at 15. Yeah. But they had to ask her those personal questions yes. without us in the room. Yeah, and with and us out of the room. They had yeah. I had to sign, well she had to sign that I could be in the room with her. Be, not just be in the room with her but that I could get her files. I'm like yeah. she not she's not paying. She's still my child. She, that was I, crazy. She's under my insurance. Yeah. I've lost my right to know what's going on on with my daughter at 15 but there they don't give her the ability to think as an adult her brain hasn't continued um hasn't hasn't stopped growing Mm. yet so we start to put these these um expectations responsibilities we start to when it's convenient for them they make us um they make us think this way but then we can't think this way we mm-hmm. we have to do it this way but we and after a while you start to wonder like what what am i supposed what's up to what's do? down which way is left which way is right anymore yeah. you know we have the Repu- republicans and the democrats fighting with each other that's normal but when you have a democrat and a democrat fighting against each other mm-hmm. and a republican and a republican you're like where is the guidance even in our government like yeah. they they're we're in a world where we're making our own rules and we don't know what's right anymore. Mm. So when we go to church and when church seems to not have any guidance either, that's when we feel hopeless. Yeah. You know, when we go to church and we sit in the congregation and the what used to be all right, this was definitive. We could hold to this truth. And now because we are changing the times pastors are not confronting certain things anymore yeah. pastors are not being uh and not, not you babe yeah sure you know um but yeah but it becomes hard especially if they don't know how to address those things because they were never taught or they don't they don't want to put their own personal perspective on mm-hmm. it and influence their members yeah. in their own ways but then um in some cases and you and i have experienced this in some cases there are those that even uh refuse to uh believe or that 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 members maybe are going through certain things or are facing mm-hmm. certain things or they push it aside, mm-hmm. you know. I um, I think that I think when when people sit in church they they're asking, can you help me break down these thoughts? Yeah. Help me, um, 
you know, understand why I'm struggling with this. Yeah. And I use all of How that. How is this all supposed to work? Right. And I use all the things with Rachel and um, and the government as as an example that there is no guidance just like that. When we go in the church, we uh, we as congregational members are looking for an understanding of how to process certain things. Right. And um, pastors are not capable or not equipped. Yeah. To handle the, the in some cases, yeah, yes, yeah, a lot of not every pastor, but yeah. I've found that there are many pastors that think you should pray this. You know, once you pray, you're a new man. You know yeah. that, and you put all those imaginations and under those things of the past. Put yeah. it in the past. Yeah, put it in the past, and you know that's who you used to be, and you've got to focus on scripture. Like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. There's time. truth to that. Yes, but in some cases. You need to help people learn how to do that. Right. Hence the whole thing of where, you know, people used to brag. Not I don't know if brag's the right word, but, you know, churches used to go, oh, yeah, we gave, you know, 20 people gave their hearts to the Lord. 60 people gave their hearts to the Lord. But how many of those 20, those 60 were discipled afterwards? Exactly. And a lot of churches were into having people go to the altars, but then there wasn't a follow-up discipleship. Right. We had to learn that. We, yes. we, we, we You know, we try to have programs, things like that, but like, you know what, we got to grab those that when we bring them, they first come to the Lord, that they know, okay, now you got to do this, yes. you know, there's other steps, Guidance. you know, because where do they go from there? They mm -hmm. still got to, they may have given their hearts to the Lord at a service, but now they got to still go home to mm -hmm. whatever chaos they may have come from, if, right. if anything, you know, and how do they deal with that? You know, I just gave my heart to the Lord, but I, my, my mom still yelled at me, or I still mm -hmm. had a fight with my husband, you know, or mm -hmm. I still... Whatever the case may be, or you know, my job was still whatever you know. Mm -hmm. So, what did I come to the Lord for? Like, they need to be discipled, and so now that was discovered, and people and churches became more aware of that. Uh, but now, what the problem is, um, people being discipled, but now they're being discipled to learn how to move forward, learn how to move forward, learn how to move forward, learn how to move forward. Mm -hmm. Don't look back because the back isn't you know it's in the past, it's in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're, you're a new creation in Christ, and all that is true. Mm -hmm. But many cases, you got to help people learn right. how to exactly. move forward. Like with Rachel. Um, how do I, if I'm a person that's hurt, how do I learn not to be hurt anymore by my, my offender, you know? Yeah, like um, like I was saying with Rachel, make her an adult when it's convenient. We push yeah. people ahead and grow them up a lot faster without giving them the tools that they yeah. need to, they need in order to be where you're expecting yeah, them to be. Yeah, yeah. There was um a lady in uh in our previous church who and you'll remember who I who I'm talking about when I keep going but uh her son was 14 years old when he was shot uh mm -hmm. at a bodega. Yeah. And we knew her when I guess it had been 2 or 3 years after he had been shot and um I was with her the anniversary, around the anniversary of his death. And she sat in the office of our church folding envelopes and tears are just yep. running down yeah, her face. Yeah. She was so broken. Still to this day, yeah. I, I, on, on Facebook, she still acknowledges his birthday. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it's it's those kinds of tragedies that we're finding regularly in our church where people have lost someone dear to them or something uh, like we talked about last month, something was taken from them right. and we are un we don't realize the impact that the loss or the setback 
or the or the the new changes in life has done for us and so we are expecting people okay just move on all right you know but you should be better all right you know get over it and it doesn't always work like that yeah. there needs to be discipleship there needs to be uh people who are willing to I don't want to say life coach but people who are willing to say all right guys you know, I'm going to take you under my wing. Let me hear what you're going through. What is it that you're you're struggling with without mm-hmm. the condemnation and the judgment? Now, um, and all this leads to where you're going to have people in churches, um, people who are believers and strong in the faith. They, 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 uh, another misconception is people, when they start feeling like they're depressed or they're sad and they're going through these things, you know, then, you know, is God disappointed in me, you know? Uh, and, and so it, you get all these kind of things that start happening. And there are a lot of good churches out there, many, many good churches with good leaders and good pastors. Um, churches that maybe only have a congregation of 50, churches that have a congregation of 100, and maybe those that are bigger. Mm-hmm. There are great churches of all different shapes and sizes, of all different denominations that are out there. Um, but the pastors uh, may not know how. They may be aware and, and, and scared, but um, it's got to be taught uh, from from the messages. It's got to be shared um, transparency of the of the pastors themselves, mm-hmm. you know, um, people need to know that it's okay not to be perfect. Right. Um, that it's okay to sometimes just ask God, okay, where is this going? You mm-hmm. know, uh, it helped. If anything, I think that helps people develop a better relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, that they can talk freer with God. Um, you and I know people that we would ask them, Hey, how you doing? How's it going? Oh, great. Blessed and highly favored the Lord and all this kind of stuff. Like, but how are you doing? Oh, blessed and highly favored the Lord. Like, listen, I know you just went through something this week. How are you doing? Don't mm-hmm. give me the blessed and highly favored of the Lord mm-hmm. as if you're trying to put on a, a shell or a covering. How are you? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and let them express how they're feeling, what they're going through, the doubts, you know, um, it doesn't have to always be a cover up. Yes, you are blessed. And yes, you are highly favored of the Lord. But if you're sad, mm-hmm. say something. You yes. know, you're sad. Mm-hmm. If, if, and if don't you're upset, be embarrassed about it. Don't be embarrassed it. about it. If you're upset, you're upset. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're mad at God for maybe something that happened, let that out. So then that's what we can be work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to just be careful about um, becoming so religious mm-hmm. that our mind and our spirits are no earthly good, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and we have to be careful with those kind of things. Yeah. Do you think that the that the church may bring a little bit of shame to those? I'm sure who, it's happened. Yeah, it's to happened. those who who don't seem to overcome this as quickly as others. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. Um, someone's going through something, and members of the church become quickly, you know, like Job's friends. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you must have done this wrong. Like, oh, well, you know, well. You, well, you know, God must be judging, you know, I'm sure those kind of things have happened. We have to also be honest that, you know, if we've done something wrong that we know we've committed a sin, we've mm-hmm. done whatever, and uh, correction or whatever needs to be done, then it needs to be done. But um, in all cases, it has to be done as best as possible in love. In some cases, a person may have to be sat down in ministry, and that may cause a person to fall, like, man, I messed up, and now I'm, I'm, I'm being asked to sit down because I can't disciple anymore, I can't uh, teach anymore, whatever the case may be. But hopefully we're not just saying, oh, you're being sat down, and then we leave them in that. Right. It's got to be, okay, let's find a way that we can help you in right. this thing that you did wrong. Or you know, uh, or another case is where just stuff is going on and people are judging them. You know, mm-hmm. lost my job, you know, whatever. And 
But yeah, it it comes in again in different shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. But it's just got to be done the right way, where at least we can help them see there may be a mistake if there was one, but also point them in the right direction. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Come back next week and join Marsha and I as we continue this conversation about depression and those in the church. If you want to read a little bit more, check out our website, throughthewinters.com. And throughout the whole month of October, we're sending out articles that have to do with this topic. God bless, guys, and stay tuned for more. God bless you, friends. On behalf of all of us here at Through the Winters Ministry, I want to say thank you for all the love and for all the support. Through the Winters is here because we want to help people find purpose in their pain, help them find healing from their past, and and give them a drive to keep on pursuing God in all things. If you'd like to help support us, there's two ways you can go about that. The first is through these podcasts. If you listen to us through Google or Spotify or iTunes, on our page in the About section on the last sentence, You'll find a link that will send you to a website where you can sponsor us for either $1, $5, or $10 a month. If you listen to us through a podcast app, there should be a little icon that says support or sponsor. Click on that, and again, it will take you to a spot where you can support us for either $1, $5, or $10 a month. The second way that you guys can support us is by inviting us to your church. We here at Through the Winters have had experience speaking to men's groups, women's groups, youth groups. We've done Sunday morning services. We've helped out in workshops and conferences. Any way that we can help your church, we want to be there. Just give us a call at 718-679-5356. That number again is 718-679-5356. Guys, once again, thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Any way that we can help you, just give us a call. God bless. guys so we're going to be doing depression for the month of October and along with that we would like to introduce a new segment or a new uh, addition to our ministry on the website her name is Miss Misery she's going to be sending us letters uh, once every month but this month of October she'll be sending us two this one in on October 7th will be her very first one to me and she's going to put out how she's been feeling, what she's been battling with in her raw moment. It's not someone who's like, oh, I've overcome this. I've overcome depression. I've overcome anxiety, fear, bitterness, anger, whatever. She's like, no, I'm struggling. And I hear everything that you're saying, Marsha, but I battle with this. Here's so what, what am I'm I, going through. Yeah, what I'm, this is what I'm going through. And I need you to help me in this very moment. This is the feeling. And I'm going to respond to her. So she's going to be seeing my response for the very first time along with you. Now, on October 10th, I will also be releasing a second letter. Normally, it's only once a month, but this month, just so that you guys can understand who she is. For the release, we're going to do two in one month. Yes, we're going to be doing the 7th and the 10th. Feel free to comment to her. She will respond back to you as well. So if you want to comment, if you want to encourage her, if you want to ask questions because maybe you're battling with something, you can leave a comment as well. So yeah, guys, like she said, this is going to be an exclusive 
thing for our website on throughthewinters.com. And um, like Marsha said, it's going to be, uh, we're going to have a separate section for it. So you'll see it after October 7th. There'll be a tab on the homepage that will go towards, it'll be titled Miss Misery, right? Yeah. It'll be titled Miss Misery. And separate from our regular articles that we release every week, this will be an additional letter, again, that Miss Misery herself writes. Marsha will be responding to it. And they're going to leave it where you guys can comment and talk to either Marsha or Miss Misery back and forth. And as they read it and read your responses, they'll, they'll answer back to it. I think it's going to be a really cool thing. And um, as Marsha said, twice a month, uh, twice for this month, and then once a month that follow. Um, and we're looking forward to this addition to our ministry because this is actually coming from a person that's going through a lot of things. And um, as she said, we hopefully this can work out where it can maybe minister to you as well. All right, everyone, we want to make sure that you know how to connect with us here at Through the Winters Ministry. And you can do that by going to throughthewinters.com. Again, throughthewinters.com. There, you'll be able to find out any information you want to know about Through the Winters Ministry. You can read our articles, both old and new. You even have an opportunity to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Guys, you can also find us on Facebook. Just type in Through the Winters Ministry on the search engine, and it'll take you right to our page. We hope you enjoy our ministry just as much as we enjoy serving you. God bless you all. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. And before we let you go, I just want to share a little bit from my heart. And it's this. Take a breath. One more time. Take another one. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Jesus loves you. And I know for some of us, it may be hard to see, you know, how he really cares about us with everything we're going through. But listen, it's going to be okay. Seek him in his word. Seek him in prayer. Seek him in a place of fellowship where you can learn and gather around other believers who are seeking the same thing, a God that cares about them and direction for their lives. It's going to be okay. You will get through this. You will see tomorrow, and tomorrow is going to show you new challenges, whether positive or negative, but either way, it's going to be used to strengthen you. Take all that you've gone through, everything that you're experiencing, and say, God, how can I fashion this into a weapon that's going to make me into the soldier that you need me to be? Into the person that you want me to, that you develop me to become. Remember, we're the creation. He's the creator. And if you don't understand what you've been created for, then there's more work to be done. There's more work to say, God, I need to know how you fashioned me and, and why it was the way it was. And, and God, what was the purpose behind it? Because I know that you have, are going to use me in a great and mighty way. You're going to use my story. You're going to use my testimony. You're going to use my experiences. You're going to use my gifts, my talents, and everything else about me for your kingdom. Take a breath again. One more time. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Listen, Jesus loves you. We love you. And never, ever do this journey alone. We're not designed to be alone. We're designed to do this together as the army of God. 
if you don't have a church that that really teaches about the word of God, find one. If you don't feel comfortable in one place, then find up where you can be comfortable, not for your own selfish desires, but where you can really feel you hear the word of God and where it challenges you to be more than just what we think we're meant to be. Allow God to show you who he really is. It's going to be okay. Find strength in who Christ is and know that you're created with a purpose. There is a purpose for each and every one of us. And the best one for us to find out what we're created for is the creator himself. Stay tuned, guys. Marsha is going to close us out in a word of prayer. God bless. Let's close out in prayer. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for this time that we're, we have been able to just share and talk. Lord, we want to touch each and every person right now that can hear our voice that is battling with depression. Lord, I do not take it lightly, Lord, that they are on this podcast and they're listening. I pray that you would just let them know right at this moment that you are right there. That as long as you are right with them, there is always hope. And you have never and you will never leave any one of us in our moment of need. So, Father, I pray that you would wipe every tear, give hope, that you would remove fear, you would remove, um, you would calm panic, you would calm anxiety, Lord God, and let them know that you have not left them. We thank you for everything that you're doing, and we pray that you will continue to be with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Hey everyone, all of us here at Through the Winters are so proud of our son Joseph, who just came out with his first single, Realize. You can look him up on Amazon or on iTunes, look up Joseph Baez, Realize, and download his song. We know you'll enjoy it. <laughs>